How's it going in here? Great. The TV's all set up, PlayStation 2's hooked up, and Lego Star Wars the video game is ready to rock and roll. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Hold up. Everyone knows that the ultimate sleepover game is Super Smash Bros. Melee for the GameCube. Maybe for a party of four, two-player is only good for ruining friendships. Also, do you even own a GameCube? No, but who are you to talk back to your host? Besides, why not just play the complete collection if you want to play Lego Star Wars? Because they never released the complete collection on PlayStation 2. I'd have to boot up the game on my modern Xbox. And you specifically said you wanted to plan retro consoles tonight. Sounds like you belong in the circus. You can't even play Melee, you dingus. You have no appreciation for the arts. There's the TV. Go ahead and get Melee set up then. No, I have to order the pizza. Fine. Just make sure you order half cheese, please. No, no. Full pepperoni. Extra pepperoni. You son of a... DJ Redbeard. DJ Moritz. We're hopping on the mic. Cause we're dumb and bored. I got the info. I got the takes. Join us for an hour. Cause you're better off late. Listen while you're doing your dishes. Take a small walk. Welcome, Welcome everybody for some home cooked small talk. Ah, uh, Morgan and my co-host here is... You're, you're going to have to acknowledge this at some point. What? He's gone. He's gone? I, I'm not ready to talk about it. You, you, the, once you open up, you'll be able to move on. Are you saying that I've been talking to myself for months? Denial is one of the first parts of process of grief. I do think the listeners would admit that I have a very good impersonation of Connor, right? And we need to move past that. <sighs> All right. I guess this is a solo podcast now. My name's Morgan, and I have no co-host. And welcome to Home Cook Small Talk, the sad boy version. Um, how are you doing, uh, voice in my head? <laughs> <laughs> it's been a while. I know. It has been. It has. Yeah, so how are you doing? Well, you want to know how long it's been? Um, how long? So long that I picked up a new hobby. Oh? What's uh, that, what's that have, new hobby? I started making mead. You started making mead and you haven't sent me any? Uh, well, you know how expensive it is to ship liquids? Yeah. And also it's not done yet. Oh, okay. Okay, sir. It takes about a month to... Uh, get your product and then it takes a few months after that to actually age it so it's drinkable well hubba hubba count me in i hope this is not a failed hobby i'm excited to check this out (laughs) this could easily be a beer to table when it's done yes and what we have here is a it's a 2023 vintage Hmm, yes yes stomped with my toes Nice, man. I made those bees work personally. <laughs> yeah. Well, this is the first time I'm recording from the new apartment. New digs, who dis? New digs, who dis? Um, magically, Kristen and Theo are out to lunch with a friend. So I was like, all right, I have the apartment to myself. We can record. Let's do it. Uh, but yeah, man, everything else is chilling. 
you know, ready, ready to catch up with you. Talk about some stupid things, dude. Stuff and things. Stuff and things. Like, actually, it's not written on here, but to to transition in, do you hear about the the rumors that E three is canceled for at least the next two years? Which, again, I just assumed it was dead. They just not canceled. Just like I haven't late. accepted that Connor's died, I they can't accept that E three is dead. Um, I don't want it to be gone, but the industry's moved away from it. Yes, and to be fair, Summer Games Fest, while a little bit lacking, has filled a lot of the void. Um, and this year's is pretty solid. You know, it's a pretty wide ranging umbrella because you know they have the opening night Summer Games Fest like event, right? Um, and then they also kind of like to say that most of the showcases are all under that summer games fest umbrella too which is kind of cheating but whatever who cares what it's under as long as they're still announcing some cool games right i guess so and um there have been quite a few uh showcases and such so far connor my take i personally think that the microsoft so the xbox and the um nintendo one were the best what do you think I didn't actually see the Nintendo one. It was the first one in forever that I wasn't like, oh, this is bad for Nintendo. Oh, well, none of the uh, big announcements actually made it my way, so why don't you quickly catch me up? All right, all right. So Super Mario RPG, you know, from way back in the SNES days, is uh, oh. being remade for the Switch with um, modern-ish graphics, and that looked pretty cool. Uh, it was a very Mario and Friends centric direct. So they announced a new Wario, um, um, yeah, new Wario game, like uh, his party game, WarioWare. That's it. Uh, that looks a little funky. There's a new 2D side-scrolling Mario game where Connor. It's called uh, Mario Brother Super Mario Brothers Wonder, and the whole concept Wonder. of it is you know how everyone always jokes what if the mushrooms that mario ate were psychedelic uh-huh that basically is what this game is <laughs> and you should okay, and the so trailer is funky dude it looks really cool so they're embracing the uh decades old memes yes and it's the first one it's still in a very similar art style to the quote like new super mario brothers games but it actually looks slightly different now and it looks like there's care and they're trying to move away from that branding a bit which is really exciting because it's been since the ds came out that they've been using that branding for 2d mario games so this is it's pretty big deal it looks fun it's coming out the same day as uh insomniac spider-man 2 so that's uh gonna be tricky for me <laughs> Ooh, they are uh they're really trying that competition, aren't they? Yeah, poor Xbox folks that day, right? There's just not a big exclusive coming out that day. You got the big PlayStation one, the big Nintendo one, and then... I mean, they're used to it at this point. That's true. And they'll be playing... Uh, you get. I think that comes out on like October 20th, both of those games. Give it a few more weeks and they'll have Starfield for the next 10 years before, uh, um, before Elder Scrolls Six comes out. <laughs> well they won't have it like as a true uh exclusive oh because of pc 
Yeah. Yeah, well, I I think most of the developers are kind of given in on that now. So, uh, were there any big uh, Summer Games Fest announcements you wanted to talk about? Off the top of my head, not really, but I'm sure you're going to point something out that's going to make me go, oh my gosh, how did I forget about that? <laughs> I, I only wanted to talk about a few. I didn't want, since, it, since uh, by the time people are listening to this, it's been a few weeks out now for most of them. Um, that's true. Yeah, so I, I didn't want to take too much time, but there, is, there are definitely a few cool things. Like I said, I thought Microsoft's uh, press conference was pretty impressive. The new Fable game looks really fun and cool. Um, I'm a sucker, even though it was already announced, uh, Spider-Man 2 looks incredible and I'm just very, very excited for that one. Um, I just want to see more gameplay. Yeah. They, they showed off that little bit. Um, well they showed off like 10 minutes of it in the Sony conference, but yeah, more, more is always better. Just keep, keep pumping it out. Just those games in general. Yes, that's fair. Uh, and like. I know press kind of did. That's that's the one thing that the Summer Games Fest, like in-person events in LA, uh, kind of swapped from E3. Is the last few years E3 was alive, it kind of turned into a consumer front, like where people could actually go to it and enjoy it, not just the press. And Summer Games Fest isn't quite there yet. So a lot of press got to play a ton of demos and see gameplay, but we didn't quite get to experience all that with them yet. Maybe in a few years, but... Yeah, I don't know. I, I think there's some fun stuff there. Uh, looks like an exciting time for the games industry. But you know what? Industry is kind of in a lull right now and is going to really be struggling soon. The underwater submarine tour industry? Yes. Um, yes. If uh, if James Cameron isn't personally piloting your submarine to go check out the Titanic, I really don't recommend doing it. But beyond that, kind of kind of connecting the james cameron the movie industry connor the wga strike is still going strong and yeah everything that was happening the last time we recorded which was somehow still happening well over a month ago yes it's uh it's gonna get brutal man everything's getting delayed now uh disney started announcing all their movie delays so you know that includes all the star wars movies that are announced and unannounced all the marvel movies it's uh it's getting big we'll we'll kind of play it like kind of kind of take it as it goes there's a ton of ton of delays going on but honestly anything that wasn't completed at this point for any major movie just is going to get pushed back and we kind of don't know how long that's gonna be um you have a status delay for yourself Ooh, a saddest delay? Yeah. Something you're like, oh man. Hmm. I guess maybe I don't know. I, I'm hesitant to say the Marvel movies because I'm glad that this means they're gonna have to pad out phase five and six now. Yeah. At the same time though, I am concerned that they're gonna rush the VFX again. That's that's very fair. And hopefully they have enough set pieces uh, created already where they can kind of just start working on those now, you know? Like, there's there's not too much write-in going on in that, in some of those spots. But I think the thing I'm the most bummed out about is the Avatar sequels. 
man. They they pushed each one of them back a considerable amount, and now they're not going to be coming out every other year, even once they start again. And I believe they said like the what is it? The fifth movie now isn't coming out till the late twenty thirties. Yeah, I think that might be my number one delay too. It, it just really bummed me out because yeah, you know, there's all of these jokes about is Avatar even like a part of the culture? You know, everyone's like, can you name three characters in the movie? But guess what? The the way of the water, like way of water like is what the third highest grossing movie of all time now or the fourth i think it's number two number two let me fact check this maybe i don't know i think i think it's a little further back but well depends if we're gonna adjust for inflation because if we don't adjust for inflation or if we do adjust for inflation it's gone with the wind by the massive margin you you can't you can't do that but that's also domestic i i don't do domestic I think just worldwide box office because domestic it actually wasn't performing ama- incredibly, uh, but either way, what I, what I was saying is it has proved, regardless of all the memes, that it is very relevant and people do very much want to see these movies, and it's just a bummer that they're gonna have to rebuild the hype every single time instead of just kind of riding on the coattails of it, you know? Yeah. So okay. Theo will actually be able to watch some of them in the theaters if he wants to sit through a 10-hour movie by the fifth one. Number one, Avatar. Yes. Number two. Endgame? Avengers Endgame. Yeah. Number three, Avatar The Way of Water. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. And it looks like it's going to stay at number three, just based on what I had heard before. Um. One Titanic re-release could actually dethrone that, looking at what I'm seeing. Well, oh, and you know what? That's probably going to happen back and forth for a while. because. Oh, man. I didn't even. Yeah. (laughs) Well, unless Titanic (laughs) 2 comes out now. (laughs) Um, That jab at the sub was like 100% legit and planned. That (laughs) second one was not at all. Oh, man. Yeah. Yeah. Well, anyway... We got a lot lot to think about with all these delays, and hopefully uh, there's a light at the end of that tunnel pretty soon. Connor, you want to talk? Oh, what's up? George R. R. Martin is sitting at home, like, cheering them on. <laughs> like, ah, delay everything. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, oh, uh, everyone's fine with delays now? <laughs> what's going on? <laughs> no, writers aren't working anymore? Perfect. I've been doing this for years. And they're like, sir, you're not in the Writers Guild. He's like... And I'm, I'll stand in solidarity with them. <laughs> <laughs> I've been doing it for decades. <laughs> uh, what comes out first, Avatar Five or uh, the next um, Game of Thrones book? Game of Thrones book, because I have an assumption that once he passes away, they're just going to release his notes. They, yeah, we'll see. They keep saying they're not going to. Like that, he said that he's like, wow, like signed deals and stuff that they're not allowed to do that. Who knows? But I don't know. Look what happened with uh, the To Kill a Mockingbird quote unquote sequel. Yes. Yeah. Well, she wasn't even in dead yet at that point. Yeah. Well, so I, I do think the next book will come out, like will actually release at some point, And then I don't think the final one will. Uh, but I don't know. I don't know if this <laughs> the next one comes out before Avatar 5. But yeah. Connor, you want to talk to me about The Boys Season 4? 
Yeah, The Boys Season 4. It doesn't have an official release date yet, but But. I know for a fact filming has fully wrapped. Let's go. And they've actually released a bunch of short videos onto uh, the internet. Oh, sweet. Promoting the new season. I need to watch those little videos because I'm a big boys fan now. Yeah, they are talking about... They're essentially setting up the next season, and the next season's likely going to start with Homelander on trial for murdering that guy during the protest. Hmm. Yeah. Well, that'll be fun. Um, oh, Connor, kind of breaking news from today, real quick, uh, off the boys, uh, back to the delays and stuff. Have you heard the Across the Spider-Verse uh, uh, fiasco going on right now? No. Um, all the reports were starting to come out about how awful of a production it was, um, and how, uh, um, what, what are the director's names? I don't know off the top of my head. Uh, Well, there's two of them. One of them, I guess, was really, really toxic, and they had over a hundred animators quit during the whole process. And, and they've interviewed some that are still on the movie for beyond the Spider-Verse, and they are like, there's no way this the the movie comes out next year. There's no way, and it and it's set for a March release date right now. Uh, mm. So there are active rumors going on now that it's not coming out till 2025 or 2026. Oh no! So we'll see. We'll see what happens. Uh, maybe by the next uh, recording, we'll have um, more info on that. But Connor, um, your childhood is back and maybe thriving maybe uh why is that well as of two or three days ago now uh ian hickox and anthony padilla the guys behind the famous youtube web series smosh announced that they have repurchased the rights or the ownership of their channel and they're going to be getting back together to do sketches that's pretty cool. Because Anthony actually left a couple of years ago to go do his own thing because he just got tired of their parent company um, and how he had he didn't have as much creative freedom to do what he wanted anymore. Hmm. So, but the two of them got back together. They decided they're going to buy their company back and they're going to start working together on new sketches. That's really cool. Yeah, the... 2012 through 13 me would be very happy about that <laughs> if if you told the 2014 you that this was going to happen again what what do you think you'd say well, that's cool <laughs> nice thank you thank you 2014 connor uh next up connor did you hear that it was grimace's birthday a little while ago happy birthday, birthday grimace our favorite tongue our favorite flavor sensory uh, boy uh, had his birthday, and McDonald's celebrated it by giving him his own meal at McDonald's. Uh, you could get either a Big Mac or a 10-piece nugget with uh, fries and a unique milkshake, the Grimace Shake, which was nice and purple. Uh, Connor, I got it yesterday. 
I saw the picture. Yes, it uh, was very raspberry tasting. It tasted of raspberries? Yeah, honestly, it, it was probably closer to tasting like uh, strawberry syrup in a milkshake, but with like more more uh, raspberry undertones. It was pretty cool. It's cool. But I was, I was just glad that I got to celebrate um, Grimace, the boy, the man, the myth, the legend. At least it wasn't Grimace flavored. Yes. Uh, yes. Don't don't really want to try Grimace himself. Um, did you hear about the AI drama with Secret Invasion? <laughs> I found it because of a comment section. Because uh, Secret Invasion, the opening intro all phases through a bunch of uh still images yeah and it came out that disney decided to use ai because you know ai can make images that are unsettling and unreal and the intention was to make something look human without actually being human yeah yeah and people are mad about it well yeah i mean i i get the concept but it is kind of whack man like I feel like you could just pay artists to do that. Oh, absolutely true. They could have paid artists to do that, but the fact of the matter is even if they'd paid artists to do that, these exact same people would have found something else to whine about. Oh, that's true. That's true, but I do it's I do think artists. it's worrisome that a major company is turning the AI to instead of humans for artistic choices. This artist doesn't put at least 15% of their monthly paycheck into thank you. Cancel them. Well, I'd rather them complain about that than something genuine. But um, I haven't watched Secret Invasion yet, have you? I watched the first episode that dropped. Did you, you like it? It's kind of a slow burn. Yeah. And it's kind of weird because like characters have died off screen. And they're putting characters in risk or fighting characters who, like, you don't know who this person is. Like, why do you care? Like, why are the stakes high over this character you, you've never been introduced to before? Oh, yeah, that stinks. Well, yeah, it's and it's only going to be six episodes. So I, I think I'm going to just wait till it's out, like, fully done. I knew it wasn't... I had a feeling something was off when I completely forgot it dropped and I'd been on Instagram the entire day and did not see a single spoiler for the episode. Yeah. Because I watched it at like 11 o'clock at night and I have yet to see a single post on Instagram about it other than about the artwork. Hmm. Yeah, that is a little, a little worrisome. But all right, Connor, the biggest fight of the day. Have you heard that Elon Musk and Mark Zuckerberg will be having a cage match at some point? <laughs> They've both confirmed they want to do it. Uh, I think they're trying to get Joe Rogan to be the ref. Oh, man. And um, so good. And I think they're going to be. Um, oh, Dana White from the UFC says that he'd want to make it a huge, like the most expensive pay-per-view event ever and have all the uh, uh, proceeds go to charity. Um, but yeah, man, uh, 
it's so funny because you you'll get like the media pundits on like Fox and CNN like posting like weight like fighting info for both of them like their weight their height their reach and stuff it's so silly uh man uh, who do you but regardless of who you'd want to win who do you think will win musk and you want to know why why because do you remember a couple of maybe this might have been two years ago there was a picture of him on his yacht that released and it shows his torso looking all weird and him pasty and awkward looking yeah he did kind of look terrifying terrifying yeah well the thing is elon musk has straight up said in interviews that he got such bad like body dysmorphia from that that he has actively changed his lifestyle so he prioritizes sleep now eating healthy but he also works out Hmm. and i saw a interview with him might have been two or three weeks ago and you could see his muscle tone through his shirt his skin looked to be a healthy complexion and he had clearly lost weight in his face. Okay. So, so because he did that, you think he'll win the fight? Yes. Mark Zuckerberg looks like a big, tall, scrawny man. Well, he is a big, tall alien. Uh, I am going to go for him though. He is trained fighting experience. Like that's, that's one of his active hobbies he does. And he's like 15 years younger than Musk. I'm just saying, man, I, I think if it, if it goes more than a few rounds, that's my guy. Uh, do I want either of them to win or even have any good publicity? Like, God, no. Um, but, but it will I, be entertaining to cover in the months coming up. I mean, I feel like it could be good publicity only if, say, they manage to donate, say, $5 million to St. Jude or something. Yeah, that's fair. I guess. Yeah. I mean, they could just, like, do that, though. Regardless. That's true. Yeah, you know. But yeah. Anyway, that yeah, that's fun. Well, well they don't um, simultaneously entertain us while. That's fair, and I and I'll gladly watch an illegal stream with that. <laughs> of course, of course. But let's talk. Let's move on, Connor, to the main course. Of course, of course. And boy, do I have a doozy for my beard to table. And now it's time for Beard to Table, the show where I dine and review straight from my table to you. Enjoy. But I did want to ask you if you'd want to go first today. Well, Morgan, I'm down to my last five items oh. of pumpkin spice. And what a time to do it because this one's best buy is five days from now let's go <laughs> not that it's magically gonna go bad in five days like tick 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 okay i'm i'm inedible now i taste like crap it's not gonna implode like a certain submarine anyway okay, okay. <laughs> one was enough two was overkill three is well just... i didn't i didn't get to make one so there we go okay <sighs> Celine Dion is in the top Billboard's top 100 at number 12 right now. If anyone was interested, let's go. Uh, so, all right, we got a cereal. That's that's what I got. A cereal. Is Henley shaking Henley. with excitement? He's actually sleeping right now. Aw, he's on the couch sleeping. 
Hmm. Wanna guess what brand of cereal I got? Um, all right, it's a pumpkin spice uh, Cheerios. No. Um, Special K. Yes. Oh, okay. Wow, only I, took two guesses. I'm shocked you got that one. I am too. <laughs> yep. Pumpkin spice Special K, naturally flavored with other natural flavors. Crunchy wheat and rice flakes with nutmeg, allspice, ginger, and cinnamon clusters. Ooh. Boxes invasively orange. There are leaves on it, cinnamon sticks, and pictures of pumpkins. Okay. On the back, there's a QR code. You can scan that here and be deliciously rewarded. Because Special K knows the secret to creating the tastiest food is using the ingredients you know and love. Snap the code for wellness tips, buzzworthy offers, and more fall flavors. Tip number one, don't eat this. <laughs> Oof. And you know it's fall when you've had that first taste of delicious pumpkin spice. Well, you know what? It's the first day of summer, lady. Um, it's it's now the second day. Or oh, third I'm day. So it's sorry. the third day of summer. Thank you. I'm so sorry. Ha. <sighs> All right. Oh, are you opening that bad boy up? Let me just grab a bowl of milk real quick. And maybe a fork or spoon. Just, just maybe. Just maybe. I might even come back. Oh, welcome back. I came back, but I didn't come back for you. I came back for the spice because the spice is nice. Ooh, the spice is nice. Oh, Anley is now awake and active and that my feet. Let's go, Henley. Get yourself some cereal. <laughs> He's licking his chops. Oh, man. All right. What, what's this smell like? Well, I can smell the... I haven't even opened the bag yet, and I smell the spice. Oof. As soon as I open the cardboard, it just reeks of pumpkin spice. Either the factory air was saturated with it when the air was sealed in this box, or the spice has leaked out. Oh, yum. But let's open this bag, which has certainly been sealed for a long time. I mean, we're now closer to next year's pumpkin spice than we are last year's. <laughs> and that, that's what sitting on it for a year does? Oh, man. It reeks of pumpkin spice and old cereal. <laughs> did you hear that? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, I did. <laughs> All right, Mr. Henley, I will take the first bite. It's still crunchy, though. Okay. It's, it, doesn't, it doesn't taste or have the texture of being stale. Here, Henley, you can have a second taste. Henley just took one sniff, backed his face away, and made like the scowl oh, expression. That's, that's not a good sign when Mr. Henley does not want it. So, it actually doesn't taste that bad, though. Oh, okay. It kind of just tastes like super cinnamon special K. Oh. But I am getting hints of that nutmeg. Mmm. Are you trying it with milk? Yes, sir. You know, 
Maybe the nutmeg has aged or something. It's like those spices in your spice cabinet that are like, I'm 30 years old, kill me! (laughs) Buy new ones! Alright, Henley, do you want it with milk? You can try it with milk, buddy. But I don't know if you should be eating this. So you're going to get one piece. Oh, he's he's sniffing. Okay, okay. Can't confirm the cat has licked. He has licked the piece. <gasps> he's licking the piece. He is still licking the piece. It is now sliding across the floor because he's licking it that fiercely. Wow, okay. Oh, oh, he's now licking his chops. Is he going to go back to the piece? Nope. He has backed away from the piece. He's walked away. He's now looking out the window. Oh, wow. Okay. Yikes. Good enough to lick, not enough to eat. (laughs) And that's your review too, huh? (laughs) So, this kind of just tastes like a plain old special... I, I... there's no other way to put this, dude. It's just special K with pumpkin spice on it. Okay. Are is it is it that time of year for you? Are you are you enjoying it? I mean, I like regular special K. But with with some pumpkin spice in uh, late June, it's not bad. All right. I mean, it's completely edible. They didn't over-season it. They didn't overdo it. I mean, it would have been kind of cool if they put little pumpkin seeds in it. Yeah, that would be nice. But it's got cinnamon and pecan in it. Hmm. So, so um, where, where would you rank it? Maybe like an 8 out of 10. Wow, that's that's pretty good. And would you recommend it? Tastes it? good. Yeah, maybe if you are interested in getting something pumpkin spice in the fall this year, so when they get it again, but you don't want to overdo it and you want a nice safety thing. Yeah, that's fair. Well, nice. Well, thank you uh, for uh, doing that research, Connor. Uh, I have to go get my bearded table real quick, so I will be right back. Ooh, I have returned from my voyage. Connor, you know what I have in front of me? A bowl? No, I don't. I have a spoon. And a pint of ice cream. Woo. Connor, today I have brought you uh, Jenny's Splendid Ice Cream's new flavor. Jenny's Pop-Tarts Frosted Brown Sugar Cinnamon. Morgan, I hate to interrupt you. Okay. But I found a mystery tan orb at the bottom of my bowl of Special K. Oh. Pumpkin spice. It is it a? It is a solid orb. Are Are you gonna eat it? I can see like a little piece of oat in it. I almost think this is like concentrated flavoring. Yeah, I mean that's what I would hope it is. I've seen this before. 
in um, peanut butter cereal, you just have like a giant ball of peanut butter in the thing. I am sending you a snap of it. Okay, please don't eat it. <laughs> I'm not going to eat it yet. I want you to praise the... Have a snap. Oh, that that looks like an organ. Like, I mean, you can see little bits of oat in it, and yeah, I, I wouldn't. Don't don't eat that. <laughs> All right, before it was concentrated flavor. Oh, Connor, <laughs> Connor, how would you uh, rank that concentrated flavoring, Connor? actually tastes like white chocolate for some reason <laughs> well folks there you have it <laughs> well connor today i brought a new ice cream flavor as i was saying um I'm sorry it's okay uh jenny's uh pop tarts frosted brown sugar cinnamon my favorite pop tart your favorite pop tart is now an ice cream again have you seen what the pints look like for it yet you sent me a picture. No, oh, I did. Okay, yes. They look like a Pop-Tart uh, wrapper. It's pretty fun. It's nice and blue. It's got the Pop-Tart font on it. It's got some like little little cinnamon swirls on it. Can I crack this bad baby open? Crack that bad baby? All right. It looks like ice cream. And you know what it smells like? I would hope. Hope? Cinnamon. <laughs> and hope. Sure. Hopes and dreams. I'm uh, I'm gonna get a spoonful and uh, dive into this bad boy. He's taking the bite. You want me to take another bite? Take another bite. Make sure your first assumptions are true. Okay. Well, Connor, it's like a sweet cream ice cream with cinnamon caramel um, swirls in it and uh, some nice pastry bits. Ooh, texture. Nice. And it, it does taste just like a Pop-Tart, dude. It's crazy. It's pretty heavy on the cinnamon, which uh, for me, I'm not a huge cinnamon guy. So, um, you know, take that as you will. But for someone who, uh, for instance, uh, a man such as yourself who loves this Pop-Tart flavor, this, this uh, you should find a way to get this. You know what I think they could do to make that, like, kick that up a little level? What? Maybe not, like, gravel-sized, but, like, pebble-sized little bits of brown sugar. <laughs> uh, you know, like, like the ones you could find in, in your special cables? Well, that was like uh, gravel size that I had. Or not even, that's like beyond gravel size. That's like golf ball size what I had. <laughs> I'm, I'm just thinking little bits of like crystallized brown sugar in there. I mean, they kind of do. So the swirls, uh, the swirls that they ha do have in it, um, do have brown sugar and cinnamon. And, like, you do get some pockets where it's just, like, instead of, like, a swirl, just, like, a little pocket of that. And it's pretty nice. 
So uh, where 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 would you rank this? Would you put this in your top five Jenny's flavors? For myself, no. Yeah, I don't like cinnamon. <laughs> so, and you're eating it? Of course, I gotta. I have to do my research for the pod, man. That is commitment. Of course. Um. Of course. I'll say this though: that we do have another cinnamon flavor do every once in a while yeah. called Skillet Cinnamon Roll, and uh, it's pretty similar to this. However. This one is better than that, in my opinion. I think the pastry bits and just the upped dosage of cinnamon really does um, hit that nostalgia trip for the Pop-Tart. I do think it's a really cool flavor. So uh, would it rank in my personal five? No. But I think if if it sounds good to you at all, it probably would easily crack your top five. Are there little bits of frosting in the cinnamon one? Cinnamon roll? Um, it's a good question. I don't quite remember. Um, I don't know. I'd have to look it up. We haven't had it for a while now. That's or else I'd have an easy answer for you. Um, well, anything else you want to know about this flavor, Connor? Has it been selling like hotcakes? Some might say it's been selling like pop tarts. <laughs> Not a good point of reference. I mean, Pop-Tarts are what? Like the leading um, pastry brand in the country? I mean, compared to? Anything else? Toaster strudel? um, Bread? Uh, Bread? (laughs) I don't know, man. Muffins? um, Little Debbie's? All that stuff? Anyway, yeah, it's been selling really well. uh, We just put it out yesterday. And um, it was selling like crazy before I left. There's like we even have like a two pint maximum for the first weekend, so people don't hoard it. Did you have uh, people following you out to your car? Not quite that bad yet. I do think once we start getting down to our last handfuls of pints, we might have that situation come up. But yeah. All right, Connor. I'm gonna leave you for a minute so I can put this back in the freezer because Kristen does love this flavor. I want to make sure it's Ooh. there and ready for her. So I'll be, She's gonna be like, you ate too much. <laughs> too much. And yeah, Theo says, goodbye. Father. Goodbye, father. Um, father, you must buy more, father. Father. Yeah. <laughs> Hello, I'm back. Hi, back. Hi. Hi, Connor. Oh, wait. Is it just me talking as you? I don't know what's going on anymore. Um, Connor, this week, we're not quite doing a normal rapid fire. Rapid, rapid fire. fire. Rapid fire. Instead, we're bringing back a fan favorite segment, which no one's told me that yet. But <laughs> I just I just know the fans love it. We, we brought back Doggy Bag. It's finally time for me to bring back my homework assignment. You brought back your homework assignment? Yeah, like, like you had given me homework. And I was a bad boy and um, didn't do it forever. And uh, I know I'm going to get a late score, but I brought it back. Well, Mr. Halperin, you lost 15 points for being a day late, and you lost an additional five points for each day you were late. Good thing I was only late at least 100 days. Uh, (laughs) All right, Connor, what what did you ask me to watch for Doggy Bag? Well, Morgan, since you clearly have forgotten... Silly me. And to remind our listeners, 
I asked Morgan to watch the, I think this was the very first Hulu original series called The Awesomes. Yes, hit hit television series. Obviously, since you've never heard of it. Never. I also didn't know it ended in 2015. Goodness gracious. I thought this was more recent than that. Time is relative. Yes. All right. Um, how do you how do you want to go at this? You you're the one who gave me the assignment. How do you want me to present my findings? Well, give a give a quick synopsis of the show. Sure. So uh, this show takes place in a land where superheroes are abundant and everywhere. Uh, some are loud and obnoxious. Some just are normal superheroes. And there is this group called the Awesomes, right, Connor? Um, led by Mr. Awesome. Uh, but Mr. Awesome decides to retire. Um, and when he does, uh, the rest of the Awesomes quit with him. And he has to find his a replacement. So there's not really many options. So his son, Proc, who's a little goober, uh, assumes leadership. And basically, the, the U.S. government defunds the Awesomes uh w- except with the caveat that proc can recruit a whole new team uh with his best friend muscle man uh and another uh paid staff member concierge to um form a new awesomes team and really 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 get down to it and um so the the show itself just kind of is is proc and the team kind of navigating how to be good and productive uh superheroes uh and in a world where there are millions of other superheroes that are all better than them uh yeah that's that's what i got for you there's some betrayal there's some love it's a lot lots of lots of good stuff man any uh cast member that's your favorite um i i hmm let me think for a second let me look at i do i do like dr malocchio He's fun. He he is the bad guy for folks who don't know. But he's fun. Well, quick, fill the fans in on Dr. Maloki. Well, so he's this dude, and he knew Mr. Awesome in his heyday. Some might say they were acquaintances for a bit. And um, Dr. Malocchio, his power is that he can um, hypnotize people to do his bidding. And he likes to do that a lot. And... His plans get thwarted and such, and then he decides that he just wants to rid the world of superheroes so that there's no super-powered people left on the planet. And that's his ultimate goal in season one, at least. I've watched season one. I couldn't tell you if, um, one, uh, what his status is past season one, without spoiling the show for anyone, Um, and two, um, what his motivations might evolve into. But yeah. Is there a member of the Awesomes you like, though? Yeah, um, I I'm a big fan of uh, what's what's his name? Who like um, uh, Sumo? Sumo's fun. <laughs> I, I, I do it's know Sumo. <laughs> so Sumo is this uh, young child. So I guess he's close to a teenager. Um, who, when he gets angry, he turns into a big sumo wrestler. Um, He's like the Hulk, but for sumo. Um, 
And I I do like uh um oh gosh, what's the guy's name who uh sends projections of his mom everywhere? Impresario. Yeah, Impresario is pretty funny too. Uh, <laughs> I do like I do like Hotwire uh regardless of some of the drama that might have unfolded in the show she's an interesting character too and presario is my favorite personally he is hilarious he's pretty funny <laughs> he just summons a baseball bat that has his mother's face on it <laughs> I-, I know you ain't messed with my baby <laughs> gadget gal is funny i think her shtick gets old really quick but she's yeah. her concept's funny she's just like a superhero who doesn't physically aged but she's what in her 80s at least like well she was an 80 plus year old super retired superhero who got hit with a de-aging beam yes that's okay that's what happened yes see that's the stuff they don't they don't ever get back into that you know at least in the first season they talk about it like right away and then they get rid of it um yeah i i did also think it was interesting that they they did some backstories for some of the characters, like Sumo got his whole episode, but they didn't do that for the whole team. I thought that was weird. I, I was expecting to get one for each member. And they never will. That's really weird. Um, Yeah, that's that's pretty bizarre. But yeah, all right. What else do you want to know? What else uh, do I need to report on here, Connor? Well... Was there any uh, maybe reoccurring things at the end of every episode? Maybe. Oh, oh, you mean the placement. the very queer marketing sponsorship <laughs> uh, for uh, Jack Link's beef jerky? Uh, weird, and also pretty funny because it was like an after it was like a mid credit scene, so like the episode would end, you'd get like what ten seconds of credits, maybe a little bit more. And then you'd get this mid-credit scene where they're just they find a way to shoehorn beef jerky into it, <laughs> and some of them were actually clever, and most of them were very much, haha, get it that we're we're doing an ad thing, <laughs> Jack Links, and uh, I by the end I was looking forward to them. I thought, especially the final episode, I was like, there's no, it, it, there's so much closure. Like, why would they come back for a mid-credit scene to talk about this? And they found a way to. I appreciated it. It was good. It was good. Did it make me want to eat beef jerky while watching? Um, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> I I do think maybe uh, it does have maybe some marketing tactics in there that like were hurting, but it was weird watching them actually physically eat the beef jerky <laughs> instead of just talking about it. And maybe that maybe that's what it did it for me. I don't know, man. It was bizarre. <laughs> I know what's really funny about that. Were they not even sponsored? Completely disappears in season two. Oh, like they don't they don't have another brand even. Nope. Oh. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I I'd love for them to say that was just a creative joy choice. Like Jack Winks didn't pay them or anything. It's like Fresca and the Boys. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like we just thought cult members would drink Fresca. Yeah. So we decided to promote it in our show. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> All right. What else, what else do you want to get get out of me here? Uh, what would you give this first season of the show, like on a scale of one to ten? So the show definitely has some growing pains, and um, 
it didn't hold my attention the whole way through this first season. Like there were some highs and lows for sure. So there, there'd be times when I'd like zone out and then another episode would start and I'd be like, wait, what, what happened? <laughs> um, but I, I'd give this first season like a 6.5 to a seven. It's definitely, I know it's probably a, your follow-up question, but like, I'd definitely give this uh, like season two a shot. It's got me interested enough. I, I, I do find the characters charming enough where I, I want to see where they're going, especially with there's a plot twist at the end of the first season. And I want to know what's going to happen there. So, yeah. Well, with with one doggy bag comes another. Mm, oh. And are you prepared to assign me homework? Oh gosh, no, I don't think I am. Oh no. Oh no. Um hmm hmm hmm. Hold on. Pause. Okay, Connor. Thank you for giving me some time to think. I have two options for homework for you for your doggy bag. Uh two. Would you rather watch a horror a good horror thing? Or a really bad, goofy thing? A really bad, goofy thing. All right, Connor. <laughs> uh, my homework assignment for you. Uh, it's kind of two things, so I'm going to do one small thing. I, I want you to watch as much of as you're willing of the first season of, <clears throat> of The Boss Baby Back in Business. Oh, uh, come Netflix. on. So you... you the the first season is I believe thirteen episodes. You do not have to watch all thirteen episodes, but what I do ask of you as well. So like even if you watch like three or four of them, if you would also be willing to watch um the I gotta make sure this on Netflix. Where is this? Um, the Boss Baby Get That Baby, which is an interactive movie like short on I believe it's on Netflix. <laughs> <laughs> okay do you want me to report on like if i got the good ending um just on whatever ending you got okay i'm so curious so are you, do you are you sure you want to you want to keep this as your assignment i'll keep it as my assignment because okay buddy well i had a genuinely good one the other way <laughs> but i didn't know i know horror is not your most favorite thing so i want to give you an option I slept in my bed. All right, there you go. I made my bed and I'm going to sleep in it. Uh, do you have an assignment for me or, or are we bouncing back and forth now? I have an assignment for you and it's a lot nicer than the one you gave me. Hey, I had a nice one for you, sir. Well, sir, you've told me in the past about how much you like a certain Miyazaki film. Ooh, maybe I have. And that Miyazaki film is called Kiki's Delivery Service. It is. Well, Morgan, I'm going to make you watch an anime series. Ooh. But. Okay. There's 15 episodes, I think. Okay. And it is the absolute closest you're going to get to an anime adaptation of Kiki's Delivery Service. Ooh. All right. I'm interested. It is called Wandering Witch, The Journey of Elena. Oh. It is on Hulu. 
Okay. And that is the best way I can describe it. It is Kiki's Liver Service if it was an anime instead of a movie. All right. I'm looking forward to it. Connor, I feel like you're the Hulu spokesperson of the pod um, for Inside Baseball. Connor has shared his Hulu password with me. Um, and the first two um, doggy bags he's given me are both on Hulu. So. Well, if I'm paying for it, someone might as well use it. There you go. <laughs> All right. I'm looking forward to it. Uh, if you do decide you have some buyer's remorse, I would I can assign you the other thing. I mean, I feel like Morgan's the Netflix uh, spokesperson since Morgan gave me previously, I had to watch like three movies on Netflix. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's true. Yeah. I did do that, didn't I? Uh-uh. Oh, that, some real- it goes both ways, pal. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Well, Connor, you ready to move on to this week's ranking? Ranking. Ranking. Connor, why don't you explain the assignment? I didn't understand the assignment. Like, I I did, but I don't have... I took it my own way. So let's hear hear your explanation. Okay. Well, (laughs) this was originally what we were supposed to do ranking-wise for the short episode. Yes. And that obviously didn't happen. So we made a list, or at least I made a list, of the top five uh, most tedious video game quests to do. Yeah, perfect. I'm not sure what Morgan made. Well, I'm not a big RPG person, nor am I big on a lot of games that have side quests in general, for the most part. So I, my list is more of like memorable side quests that are also stupid. So it's like in the same vein, but not quite exactly what you're looking for. Like I, I know you've given me examples in the past. I don't have a lot of equivalents to that. So I, I also made an interesting list, but not quite in your realm. So I don't know how you'd like to do this. You want to just go through yours first or mine first, back and forth. Um, we could do back and forth. I have a list of five. Yeah, I I also have a list of five. Oh, okay. Yeah, cool. All right, so my number five, I chose a side quest from the Insomniac Spider-Man, a PS4. It's called Internet Famous, and the whole idea of this bar uh, of this um side quest is Spider-Man zipping around and everything. And he uh, basically sees giant barcodes um, around the city, and he's got to scan them. And when he does, like, a timer for a bomb starts, and he's got to, like, scan the other ones because of this one villain who just is trying to get internet famous by, like, creating this danger, these dangerous scenarios and then showing up when Spider-Man's there and capturing the whole thing. Um but it ends up coming down that you, as Spider-Man, have to use like your phone camera to scan barcodes around the whole city. So, this one's probably the closest I have to like a really tedious one, but it was interesting at least too. So that's my pick for number five. What's yours? Well, I like this because I think our lists are going to be just completely different. Yeah, I think that'll be fun. And the one I picked, and I can't even remember what my mindset was when I made this list. It's been that long. Uh, that one campaign mission in Black Ops 3 
that takes place during World War One for some reason. Oh yes. Mm-hmm. Because that was a very bad video game campaign to begin with, and that mission was just off the walls and really boring. Yep. Because here you are using futuristic weapons. You're a cyborg. And there's just a bunch of World War One soldiers just trying to punch you to death. <laughs> and the set pieces were kind of boring and uninteresting. And you're just following this woman flying around from like blown up house to blown up house. It was not a very compelling campaign, nor was that a very compelling mission. Yeah. <clears throat> Don't miss much from that game. My number four is from uh, Cyberpunk 2077, mm. and it's called Burning Desire. And on this uh, mission, you're driving around town, or Night City, and um, you pick up some dude, like, and put him in your car, and he's talking about how his like microchip in his crotch exploded. And is malfunctioning, and he wants you to drive him to like a med doc, which is you know like basically like a a doctor, like a hospital. So you're like whipping through the streets of the city when this guy is just complaining about how much his crotch hurts the whole time, uh, and it, it that drive just goes on way longer um, than you'd probably want. <laughs> it was a pretty pretty funny pretty funny exchange there. So that's my number four. I'm- my number four is the entire Mage's Guild quest line from The Elder Scrolls Skyrim. Oh. Because you go to this place. Uh, sorry, it's the College of Winterhold quest line. I'm yeah. sorry. Oh, uh, yep. Mm-hmm. You go to the College of Winterhold to learn magic. And you could cast a spell to get in. Or awkward noise in the background aside yes <laughs> you could instead just walk right up and be like do you know who i am i'm the dragonborn okay. and then from there the quest line is go talk to this dude go to this cave go talk to this dude go talk to this dude go talk to this person go talk to this person go to this other cave go to talk to this person now go into this dungeon Okay, congratulations, you're now the Archmage. <laughs> yep. I actually Someone, did that whole quest line. Yeah. You know, wanna know what's really interesting about the magic college quest line in Skyrim? What? You don't have to cast a single stinking spell to become Archmage. <laughs> <laughs> Shows what they think about those magic nerds, huh? Well, Connor, my... Pretty much. What? Sorry, what was that? Pretty much. Pretty much, yeah. My number three is going to be from Elden Ring. Elden Ring? And it's uh, Iron Fist Alexander. Uh, Kinky. You're you're, uh, walking around the world, and you see uh, this giant pot stuck in the ground. He's kind of wiggling a little bit. You go up to him, and it's this man named uh, um, Iron Fist Alexander. And he basically says, hey, would you mind slapping my butt? pretty much and uh getting me out of the ground here so you have to like hit him as hard as you can and free him from the dirt and then he thanks you he's like this kind of astute gentleman but then um 
you find him in other various parts of the world and have to do the same thing multiple times. Uh, it's just pretty funny. It's like there are versions of like there are other enemies in the game that kind of look like him too. Um, but it, it's just funny that this one dude just keeps getting burrowed and stuck in the ground. You gotta kind of smack his butt to get him out of there. He probably sees you coming. And he's like, "Oh, oh boy!" <laughs> yep. <laughs> Yep, so uh, that's um, Iron Fist Alexander for you. Uh, what's your number three? Any eavesdropping or tailing missions from the Assassin's Creed franchise? Bleh, especially those first two games. Or first, the Ezio trilogy. Ugh. They are bad. Yeah, they're real, real bad. You have to pretty much keep consistent sightline on this person who's walking at a snail's pace. <laughs> And then they'll randomly run sometimes, but you have to keep your cover and it's just really frustrating because the games are clearly designed for you to do them like this one specific way and it doesn't give you any freedom to do it your way. Like you have to tell this person, which means you have to stay within like 50 meters of them at all times. You can still clearly see the person, but no, 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 you're, you're 52 meters out. You, you fail. Or the eavesdropping ones are just frustrating. And I, I love how you can break the thing, like get far enough away from the person where you can't hear them. And they just conveniently like stop the conversation. Like, so anyway, as I was saying, yeah, we should murder that person. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I kind of have an audible for my number two here. I'm going to choose the missions in, I believe it was Grand Theft Auto 3 or it was Liberty City Stories, which is based on 3, but for the PSP, where you have to, like, transport this car that has explosives on it. Oh, I've heard of this one. Oh, yeah, and if you if you take enough damage, the car just explodes, and you have to start all the way from the beginning, meaning, like, you have to, like, drive back up to the mission to start it and then proceed to do it all over again, like... It's not like a fail fail uh, state that brings you right back to the start of it. You actually have to actively initiate the mission again. Uh, but yeah, that, that one sucks, man. <laughs> uh, yeah, and like anything that happens, like oh, there might be an NPC that knocks into your car, boom, that, that gets that meter almost all the way up right away. So um, that one is tedious just in the sense of how many times it'll take you to actually do it. But, yeah, that's my number two. Well, my number two is getting the help of the Earl of uh, Redcliffe from Dragon Age Origins. Hmm. Because this is a weird one where, like, you can't just go talk to this guy for help. The game pretty much gives you the option of you can go to all these different factions for help, but you can't just go talk to this guy. You have to then do this tower defense quest where you have to recruit people to defend the city from attackers. And then you have to do this other quest to infiltrate the castle. And then you can't just help the guy. You then have to go do the mages guild quest line. So the way... I guess I'm just frustrated by the way they have this game's story set up where they give you the... Sem like. The idea that you have an option on what order you do the quests in, but they're intertwined. Yeah. So no matter what, you have to do these quest lines. That's fair. That's annoying. 
My number one is more of just a positive one, but it's funny all the steps you have to do in it. Um, is from Skyrim, so Elder, Elder Scrolls Five, uh, a night to remember, which is like their take on the Hangover. When you when you oh yeah, <laughs> uh, I remember this one. You wake up with I think you wake up with like out all, all any of your gear, I believe. Um, no, you have your gear back. Do you have your gear? It's well, been a long time, so yeah. I was like, I don't really remember too much. Um, well, but you you basically have to re re uh, trace your steps from the night before to figure out what what happened, and it's pretty silly and goofy, and um, it's a fairly decent sized quest from what I remember. Like a lot happened the night before, but um, yeah, I'm a big fan of that one. What's your number one? The- Oh, sorry. Just going back to that real quick. The funny thing about that quest, though, is there's several different paths through that quest, and it's completely randomly generated. Oh, is it really? Yeah, so every time you do that quest, you'll likely have different steps and people to go talk to. That's pretty fun. I didn't know that. Yeah, and it's possible that there's people who went on that bender and did things that you have never even seen. Huh. That is really cool. So anyway... My number one, and this is another one from an Elder Scrolls game. That's joining the stinking mages guild in Elder Scrolls IV Oblivion. Mm. Oh my gosh. So tedious. You can't just walk up to the call sorry, the mages guild and ask them to join. No, 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 no. You have to go to each one of the mages guilds in each town of the game which i think there's eight or nine of them and you have to go talk to the leader of them they'll give you a quest to do and then after you complete that quest they'll send a recommendation to the guild to let you in so in order to actually join the mages guild you have to do eight or nine quests leading up to joining just to start the quest line Whereas every other guild in the game, just like no requirement. Like the Thieves Guild, you just have to get recruited to join. The Dark Brotherhood, you have to kill an innocent person and they'll let you join. The Fighters Guild, you just walk right up and say, where do I sign up? They said, you could have signed up 10 minutes ago. Here, sign here. Like, that's it. Yeah. (laughs) For some reason, the Mages Guild is the only one that makes you go through so many stinking hoops which is a shame because pretty much all the quest lines in uh, oblivion are actually excellent probably the weakest one's the fighters guild and that's just because it's the most straightforward one the other ones are actually very interesting and cool yeah well i hope to play some more games with some goofy side quests down the road and some tedious ones too uh, but for now, Connor, I think it's time for you to get did the you, upper hand again. Did you say your number one? Yeah. Oh. Yeah, mine was the Skyrim one. Oh, I thought that was your number two. I'm sorry. Oh, no, no, you're good. You had me start first, so, yeah. Um, clearly, it wasn't rememberable. Ah. <laughs> no, but it's time to move on to this week's Half-Baked. up it's taking forever Ooh, i know finally 
and I have no idea what you prepped for me, so I'm a little scared. Well, Morgan, we're going to play Factor Cap. Ooh, okay. I'm going to tell you something, and you're going to tell me if it's Factor Cap. Sounds good. And I think I have seven questions here. Let's do it. I'm I'm ready. All right. First one, Factor Cap. Jim Steinman, the guy who wrote most, well, pretty much all of Meatloaf's memorable music, wrote all of his music from the perspective of vampires. Hmm. Like all of it? All of it. Yeah, sure. Fact. That's right. Let's go. That's interesting. He actually, years later, he actually wrote a musical called Dance of the Vampires based on the movie. And it features pretty much his entire discography with slightly rewritten lyrics appropriate for the fact that it's for vampires. (laughs) But he has actually stated in interviews that like, oh yeah, that song, vampires. Like Total Eclipse of the Heart, vampires. Weird. He actually barely changed the lyrics to that song for the musical. Now now you want me to, I want to go back in and listen to some of this and think about it. It's weird. Okay. All right. I have the cast recording if you ever want to listen to it. Uh, so, number two, factor cap. Tom Hanks is the reason why Jimmy Neutron got canceled. I mean, this sounds so far-fetched that I think it's got to be a fact and not a cap. So I'm going fact. That's 100% true. Let's go. What, what, what was the deal with this? So Tom Hanks' kids liked the Jimmy Neutron movie when they were growing up and the TV show. And he read them the book, The Ant Bully. Well, that got Tom Hanks to directly contact the people in charge of the studio that made Jimmy Neutron and be like, you guys are making this movie next. And they're like, "Uh, Tom, we don't really have the budget to make another movie right now. And Tom Hanks is like, no, you're making this Ant Bully movie. And you're also, yeah, this book that's like 20 pages, you're making a two hour long movie based on this. Oh, woof. Like, Tom Hanks was a major... Um, he was one of the producers of the movie. He was fully involved with the production of it. And the movie was a complete 100% box office bomb. Yeah, that movie was not good. I, was, yeah, I so remember it. <laughs> not very good. That's why Jimmy Neutron was taken off the air. The company ran out of money. No. But because Tom Hanks. Why did Planet Sheen happen then? I think that was Nickelodeon because they owned the rights. Mm. Gross. I, I actually am salty that Nick didn't just fund more Jimmy Neutron. They owned the rights to it. Hmm. Okay, okay. Alright, what else what else you got for me? Factor Cap. Jaws 3D was the first 3D film. Uh Cap. That is Cap. The first one was called The Power of Love, and it came out in 1922. Let's go. I didn't know that what the movie was, but I knew Jaws 3D was not the first. Okay. The interesting thing about that movie, though, is it had a choose-your-own-ending feature. What? You press, The people in the theater would press the button to determine whether or not they wanted the happy or sad ending. You know, there's this dumb push on Twitter right now for that to become a thing again. No. Yeah, I think that's... Whatever happened to artistic freedom, like... Okay, maybe if the movie was specifically designed around choose-your-own-adventure, but 
save that for at home at Netflix. So at least it's your choice, not crowd choice. Yeah. Okay. Moving on. Morgan, mm-hmm. you have yes, a perfect Tom. score right now. Oof, that's a lot of pressure. Sedan has the most pyramids in the world. Um. Gosh. Uh, this is gonna be Cap. Ooh. No. Ah, man. Did I say Cap? I meant fact. No, I'm kidding. I'll, I'll stick with it. It's Cap. That's right. You have uh, three out of four right now. So what country does have the most pyramids? Sedan. Oh, duh. I said it. Oh, I said it doesn't. Duh. Okay, okay. Yep. Tragic. All right. right. Well. Factor cap. During D-Day, a U.S. battleship. Sorry. During D-Day, a U.S. battleship intentionally flooded itself. Sure. That seems like fact. That is fact. All right. Why why'd those goobers do that? The USS Texas, well, they were providing support fire for the troops landing on the beaches. And what ended up happening is, well, they determined that the enemy forces were out of range for their uh, weapons. And the allied forces that they were supporting were under heavy fire. So what was the ship to do? They flooded half of the ship. So that way the cannons would be pointed up at a higher angle. Wow. Make it so that they could continue to rain fire on the enemy troops. That's that's pretty cool. Yep. Alright, fact or cap. The Amazing Spider-Man 3 was cancelled because Andrew Garfield was late to a press conference. Uh, cap. That's fact. That's fact. One of the major reasons why Andrew Garfield was removed from uh, the Amazing Spider-Man, or well, the Amazing Spider-Man Three in general was canceled, was because during a press conference, Andrew Garfield was late because of traveling issues. And that was like a major reason, or that was just like a reason. I think that was the last straw. Okay, okay, fine. I'll take the L on that. And finally. Factor cap. When Listerine was originally introduced in 1877, it was introduced as a pesticide. I'll go fact there. I'm sorry, that's cap. No, was it? Because Uh, Listerine was originally marketed as an antiseptic and floor cleaner. Oh, okay. Dang. All right, I I'm I'm not mad with where I landed. I could have done better. But I, I was a net positive, right? Yeah. But I get four, right? Four, four and four three? Four and a seven. Yeah, okay, okay. I'll take it. I'll take it. Connor, I think it's time for us to celebrate with some desserts. 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 All right, Connor, what do you got for me? Well, Morgan... I have the very first dessert that's ever been written by AI. Woo! And did you hear about the South Dakota Velociraptor heist? I No, I have not. Well, Bing AI has, and Bing AI has reported on the story for me. 
Three people were arrested for stealing a Velociraptor statue from outside Washington Pavilion, a South Dakota Arts and Science Center. The theft happened just after midnight on June 17th of this year when a security officer spotted the suspects carrying the statue away and called the police. The police tracked the statue to a nearby apartment where they found it sitting inside. <laughs> the suspects were charged with grand theft. They were 18, 19, and a juvenile, so there were three people in total. Okay. The statue is part of the Dinosaurs in the Wild Pavilion, and it was one of two Velociraptor statues featured outside. One was perched on the roof, and the other one was perched almost directly below on the ground. The statue was not damaged and was returned to its original place. And the Washington Pavilion has stated that they are evaluating on how to better secure the statue. So, is is this something real that happened and then the AI wrote it? Or did you prompt it to make up a fake story about this? So, I asked the AI to scour the internet and find me a crazy news story. And it did. And then I asked it to summarize the article for me. Oh, okay. That's pretty neat. So, and then I also asked it some additional questions. Ooh. For example, I asked it how heavy was the statue. And this AI was unable to find the exact specifications of the statue. However, it was able to tell me what the average uh, length and weight of a regular Velociraptor would have been. <laughs> okay. I was also able to ask the AI to write some jokes about the situation. Ooh, let's hear them. What do you call a velociraptor that steals statues? Oh, uh, what do you call it? A kleptoraptor. Ah. Uh, okay. Why did the thieves <laughs> steal the velociraptor statue? Why? Because they wanted to make a Jurassic mark. <laughs> that one's actually good. Okay. How did the police catch the velociraptor statue thieves? How? They followed their claw prints. <laughs> okay. What did the judge say to the Velociraptor statue thieves? What what did he say? You're guilty of dino napping. <laughs> wow. Alright. What did and this is the one that I think you're gonna find the most interesting. Okay. What did the Velociraptor statue say when it was returned to its place? What'd it say? I'm back, baby. <laughs> back, baby. Uh wow, nice. Oh, because we're back. Oh, my gosh. Because of the I know. Yeah. I didn't expect it to make that reference. That That's crazy. <laughs> wow. Okay. Thanks, Bing. This is Bing AI? Bing AI said it. Thanks, Bing. Wow. Connor, you know Justin Roiland got canceled, right? I did. You know that they are recasting him in all of his shows, right? Correct. Uh, did you hear what Solar Opposites has found for its solution? What? Solar Opposites has cast a uh, recast um, uh, Justin Roiland with uh, Dan Stevens to voice Corvo. Now, the interesting thing about Dan Stevens in this voice is that he uh, uses a very thick British accent. And have have you seen the clip where they make this announcement? No, I didn't even know they made it. Yeah, so there's a cute little skit they put out um, where Corvo um, 
gets a throwing star or no it's a dart um oh terry accidentally throws a dart into corvo's neck um and he's like corvo's like basically dying and they use a voice fixing ray on him but it changes his voice and accent forever (laughs) and it gives him that very stark british accent and the whole gag is like oh is this just it like is this his new voice now and they're like yeah i guess so (laughs) Uh, you should definitely check it out it's pretty funny but i'm very curious what they do for rick and morty since uh, a lot of people just kind of thought that they were going to find someone to do impersonations of those voices that's what i would assume they're just going to get an impersonator yeah i wonder if they'll still do that for rick and morty or if they're going to do something ridiculous like this (laughs) but yes corvo sounds very very different now and forever more going forward um, but yeah, man, just one night. I'm Corvo, I'm Craigie. Oh, good day, Lil. How you doing? It's, um, yeah, kind of, kind of what you'd expect. You should, you definitely check it out when we get off here. I think you'll like it. Oh, um, you got a spot of tea, Lil. But it, it's more of a handsome accent. I don't know any of the air. Uh, the I'm Dr. House. A little, a little less. But Connor, when you when you start when your voice goes hoarse, right, and you need to like clear your throat, what what kind of helps get that process going? Honey and lemon. Sure, honey and lemon. Uh, there's usually like another component there, right? I mean, for you, it's probably throat tea. lozenge. Yep. Uh, some might say water. Huh? Huh? Not as effective as a throat lozenge. Well, Connor, um, thank you for, for that. <laughs> With that, I just want to tell you one last thing. Weaves! 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 I'm glad we were able to work this out. I can't believe you had an Atari. Yeah, well, graphics aren't great, but it stops the bickering at least. Plus, we were able to compromise on the za. Pizza must be here. Hello? Stop right there, criminal scum. Fun police? No. Yeah, get, get out of here. I brought brewskis, though. Which one did you bring? The ones that taste like urine. Great. Well, we're in the middle of a game right now, so if you Perfect. want to... Perfect! Get me a controller, and we'll get this party started. But fun police, there's only two controller ports on the Atari, meaning one person will have to awkwardly third wheel while the others have fun. Exactly. No! No!